Welcome to the Macaner Plus, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and mega church pastor, Dag Heward-Mills. Sometimes, deciding on what to pray about can be such a difficult task for the average Christian. Should I be praying about myself, or just about wealth and prosperity, for that brand new phone, Or should I be speaking to God about that person I would love to marry at any cost? The list is endless. In today's message, Dag Hewitt-Mills shares the most important prayer topic for any Christian. Let's listen to today's teaching. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let me please you. Let me serve you. Let me follow you. Let me obey you, Lord. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to serve you. Father, thank you for the opportunity to see 2009. Let me obey you, Lord. Let me follow you. Let me be in your will throughout this year. Father, I thank you for the great blessing and privilege. We are praising you, Lord, for the opportunity to come into a new year, to see good days, to serve you in a better way, in a living way. We are praying for ourselves, Lord, that it will not just be another service, but, Lord, a time in your presence where we follow you, where we find ourselves in your will finding you Lord and seeking your face thank you for the purpose of our life is to please you to be pleasing you to serve you is to follow you you created us for your pleasure you created us that we may please you that we may do things that make you happy we pray for ourselves that Lord as we come before you Sunday after Sunday that our life may please you that our days may bring you pleasure That we may walk in your will, in your ways. That we may serve you. Father, we thank you for a blessing that is coming to our lives. Father, we thank you. Save us from nakedness. Save us from test. Save us from hunger. Save us from the want of all things. That we may serve you with gladness and with joy. And we may obey your commandments and do what you tell us to do all the days of our lives. We are thanking you. We are praying to you. We are lifting our hands to you this morning. We are praying for ourselves, oh God, that you will forgive us for our sins. Have mercy on us. Show us favor. We are praying for your mercy and for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from our hidden sins, Lord. Our secret sins, our secret ways which are contrary to your ways. We are praying in the name of Jesus. And we are thanking you in the name of Jesus for this great blessing today. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. Are you glad to be here this Sunday morning? Very good. We thank God for His blessings. This morning, I want to share with you on the most important prayer of your life. How many want to know the most important prayer? In your life. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 
And Jesus came to them in a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go yonder over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved and to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Or the King James says, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, um, verse 39 says, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass. From me, but let's turn to Mark. Matthew, then you go to Mark. Hallelujah. Are you there? And he says that as he was saying, Abba Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Amen. You see, this one is a little different. <laughs> this one, Jesus said, It is possible. <laughs> I know it's possible. Because you are my father. Amen. So the most important prayer that you can ever pray for your life, and I consider the most important prayer for my life, is the Gethsemane prayer. It's a prayer where we spend a long time praying. Amen. At least an hour. At least one hour. Any prayer less than an hour will not qualify for this kind of prayer. So you must plan to pray for at least an hour. Amen. All Christians must plan to pray for at least one hour a day. And you must plan to pray for several hours. You must have an aim to pray for three hours, seven hours, etc., etc. Amen. Now, seven reasons why this is the most important prayer. Number one, because you, all God can do anything. That's why it's important to pray this prayer. Because Jesus said, Lord, I know all things are possible, including avoiding this cross. It is possible. So when you are praying, 
this important prayer, it's very important because you are praying a very important prayer, asking God to do something that is possible. All things are possible to God. God can do anything. It means that Jesus' prayer could have been answered. Your prayers can be answered, including that impossible thing in your life. And that is why I want you to pray more than ever this prayer. Because Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and the first thing that he said was, Lord, all things are possible with you. I know. That's why I have come. So today, I want you to believe and know that all things are possible with God. God can do anything. God can do anything in your life. God can make anything happen that he wants it to happen. Because all things are possible with God. In fact, as you come to God, you must come to him with this mind. That all things are possible. There's nothing impossible with God. God can do anything that he wants to do. Hallelujah. Don't think of God in terms of yourself. You are not God and God is way beyond you. All things are possible. And your secret prayers, the prayer at the bottom of your heart, the prayer about things that nobody knows about, the prayer of what you are groaning about in secret and in private God is able to answer it. And in Gethsemane, Jesus went there knowing that God could do it. And he went there believing God for it. So that is the first and very important reason. Because it's possible. The prayer alone could change it. I saw somebody on television um, the other day. The person was saying... Uh, what comment do you have now that the elections are over? He said, I know my life is going to change. Professor Mills has come. Everything is going to be okay in my life. I'm going to prosper. I'm going to have a job. I don't have a job. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to have everything that I need. And it's going to be well with me. You see, you can say that about God, not about a man. We are all hoping for a better Ghana now. And we are all believing God for something better than we have ever had before in Ghana. Because we cannot expect anything from anyone apart from what they say they are going to bring us. And our expectation of them is of whatever they have said they will do. We believe it and we shall receive it. Amen. How many are expecting such good things? But from God, all things are possible from God. But all things are not possible from a man. Amen. You know something? I believe, right? I believe in God. If I believed in MPP, I would join MPP. But the, the truth is I don't believe in them. And if I believed in NDC, I would also join them. Because I'm not shy of what I believe. I would, I would be a pastor who has a political party, clearly. Because I think that every pastor has a, a party. 
But when I analyze and I ask myself that, if I join myself to this, do I really believe in all that they are doing? The answer is no. If I join myself to this, do I really believe? The answer is no. Do I really all think that all things are possible from this side? The answer is no. Honestly, in my heart. And you too, honestly, in your heart, you know. That is why I believe in God. Because I do believe that with God, all things are possible. Not only what you can do, but the one who is telling us that all things are possible is very great. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, have faith in God. Believe in God. God can do something. God, not, not, not MPP or NDC. God. Amen. What do you think? Is it powerful? Number two. The second reason why this is the most important prayer is because there, there is a cup of suffering and difficulty that you will drink on this earth. What did Jesus say? Remove this cup. <laughs> but you got to pray about it, brother. Because God may not remove the cup. In fact, he will give you a cup. That's why when James and John said, we want to sit at your right and your left, Jesus asked them, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Huh? You are going to suffer in this life. I know when you watch television and you see all these great pastors preaching, everybody prophesies good things. Isn't it true? God will restore you. God will take away your enemy. This is your year of this. This is your year of that. This is this, this, this da, 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 da. Ghana is good. Then you see, I receive it. Look, if a prophet or a pastor says that, I believe it. But if he doesn't say this one too, I don't believe him. Because it is only part of the truth. That God is going to bless us and things are going to be well. There is suffering. A year ago, Bishop Saki's wife died. She was buried exactly yesterday, a year. Do you think it is because he's a bad person? No, no, no. He's a very good person. That's why so many pastors in Accra and the world came here for that funeral. Because they know him as having been with me and assisted me faithfully and powerfully for so many years. Yeah. He's known. And he's not the, his, 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 his wife is not the only wife of a pastor who died at the same time last year. And around the same time, other assistant pastors in Accra's wives died. But you didn't hear about it. People didn't hear much about it. You may not know. Yeah. Huh. Hey. He said, remove this cup. And God said, God, God, God. I mean, God did not remove the cup. So the answer is that he did not remove the cup. So expect in this life. The cup of suffering. That is why you must pray about it. 
That's why it's very important. You're going to suffer in marriage. Ask the sisters and the brothers of the person you are marrying or you are going to marry or the mother. The mother especially. And the mother will tell you about her daughter or her son. There are some people when they are giving their spouses, their children away, they know that the child they are giving is a bad child, but they still want you to marry the child. I know it's a bad one. But if you don't marry, nobody will marry her or nobody will marry him. So, Charlie, you take it, we won't say anything. And when the troubles come, they behave as if they don't know their child. But they know their child. They know she doesn't work in the house, she doesn't do anything, she doesn't cook, she's somewhere, she's angry always. They know all, but they say, what? This man is very bad. Very, very bad man. So, brothers and sisters, there is suffering in Christianity. There is death in Christianity, if you don't know. And it's all part of God's mysterious will. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Let me show you. Can you hear the French people singing? If you are doing any French exam, you can go there and join them. It will improve your French. Eh? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8. Which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight and made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. Amen. Hallelujah. This verse, all I'm trying to get you to see from this verse is the phrase, the mystery of his will. His will is a mystery. His will is what? A mystery. His will is what? A mystery. How many have realized sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it to go? Is it not mysterious? And you ask yourself, oh God, if you are God, if you are alive, why? If there is a God. So, Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. Number three. You, this is the most important prayer. Because it ensures that what will happen is God's will. It ensures that God's will will happen. Amen. Let this cup, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. It ensures that God's will happens. Now, somebody may ask, oh, I know God's will will happen. No. God's will in your life may not happen if you do not pray. Amen. God's, God has a plan. God has something for you. But if you don't pray, what God intends for you may not happen. The whole Bible is replete with examples of people who prayed and changed the course of history through their prayers. Amen. 
Prayer changes the direction of things. Sodom and Gomorrah were going to be destroyed. And Abraham started to pray. And when, whilst he, when he prayed, God said, if I can find 50, God said, okay, okay, I've changed my mind. If you find 50. If you can find 45. If you can find 30. If you can find 35 righteous people, I will, I will change my mind. If you can find 10. Up to five. He couldn't find five good people. And God said, you see now, I'm going ahead with my original plan. So the plan of God was in the, in the balance. Will it go like this? 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 Depending on Abraham's prayer. Depending on Abraham's prayer, things will either go, go like this. Like, it's just like election. You can't see. Is it going here? Is it going here? Is it going here? Is it going here? Remember when Moses was praying and Joshua went out to fight. As long as Moses' hands were up, as long as Moses was interceding, the battle went a certain way. When he stopped praying, then the thing started, the, it, it's the will of God for them to win. But w- without the prayer, they th- things are changing. God has a good plan, but he said the plan is changing because you are not praying. That's why Jesus knelt down and prayed. He said, let your will be done. Your will be done. God's will doesn't just happen automatically in my life or in your life. That's why before this church started, I prayed for hours. Every day I would go to uh, Kolegono Beach from Kolegono as a medical student. I remember standing on the rocks, praying this. This is a prayer that I've prayed all my life. Praying. Let your will be done in Kolebu. Let your will be done in Kolebu. Let your will be done in Kolebu. As I've come here, let your will be done in my life. And God formed Lighthouse Chapel International. You see, all the things that we've been doing, they are not like my plan. You understand? It's not, it's not a vision that is being fulfilled. <laughs> Your leader has no vision. He's trying to follow God's vision. He, he on himself has no vision. This Kodesh, we didn't come here out of a vision. That I've seen a certain golden building. There's nothing like that. Troubles brought us here. The will of God, the mysterious will of God. <laughs> That's why I said the sufferings will even bring about the will of God in your life. But if you don't pray, in Isaiah, God said, Command ye me, command me. The one of the books that influenced my life most was a book called Plead Your Case by Kenneth Hagin. Plead Your Case. He spoke about how a man died. He was work, doing some engineering work and he fell down. And the man died, went to heaven. And Kenneth Hagin came and started praying. And the man was with Jesus in heaven. And then Jesus told the man, you are going to have to go back. And the man said, me go back? Why? Never. I'm not going. I'm not leaving this place. Then Jesus drew a curtain and showed him. And he saw Kenneth Hagin praying. I'm sure he was very angry with Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin was praying, bringing him back. And then he was forced to come back. You know, so he gave this testimony when he recovered, he came out of the hospital. You know, your prayers can change things and cause the will of God to happen in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number four. It's very important because you must be able to stay in the presence of God for at least one hour. Amen. 
How many realize that the longer you stay with somebody, the closer you become to that person? Is it not true? Huh? How many realize that? One hour in the presence of God. Think about how long you spend watching television. How many watch television a lot? Nobody here watches television. Father, forgive them and drown them in the blood of Jesus. Yeah. At least one hour. At least one hour. You must always pray with a clock. Don't pray without a clock. Pray with a clock. Look at the time that you start and the time that you end. If it's not one hour, don't stop. Can I have an amen from the church? Can I have an amen from the church? That is why you must be able to speak in tongues. That's why you must learn how to speak in tongues and listen to tapes and CDs. When you are listening to a message, one hour will come like this in a flash. If you put on a tape and you start praying, you'll be surprised within a few minutes, it will be one hour. You would have spent an hour in the presence of the Lord praying one prayer. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Amen. I mean, that's how I pray for a long time. Either music or a message or something to be there. I can stay in one room and pray for seven hours. The first time I prayed for seven hours, I was in Achimota school. I lay between my, my uh, uh, trunk and my bed in my box room in sixth form. And I, lay, I prayed there for, from ten to five. The first time I prayed for three hours, I, was, I went to church at Action. And I went from there, I went to association school. And I prayed for three hours in the school after church. And since then, I've been praying. I, I, I time myself and I pray. It's ten hours, twelve hours a day, the night, day, night. So that hundred hours, I give myself. I'm praying for hundred hours, sixty hours. I pray. And then I come. Yeah. I, I see it as the most important. I don't, you see, my will, I have learned my will is not a good will when God's will doesn't happen one of the wills that will happen is your will and look at your life as it is today based on your will think of your plans how things have become in your life the man you would choose to marry is most likely not God's will the woman you would choose to marry is most likely not with our own mind you just see some flesh you see thighs and you are following thighs you see somebody laughing, you are falling in love, not knowing that the, sometimes the people who laugh most when they come out are the quietest at home. Hey! You see that? <laughs> when they are home, they are like a statue of liberty. Just no word comes from their mouth. So, Charlie, watch out for your will. You see how your will has ended? Through you following your own will, some of you were not able to go to school well. Instead of doing what your father wanted, you did what you, you wanted. Look at where you are. Your will. Your will. Your will. Your will has happened. Your will has happened in your life. Mercy. And uh, how many do we have? Oh, number five. You must pray this prayer in case you enter into temptation. The Bible says, pray, lest, lest, 
ye enter into temptation. Another version says that you enter not into temptation. In other words, so that you don't. But another version says, in case you do. <laughs> what do you think? So, in case you enter into temptation, you would have prayed. How many know that this year you will be tempted? Look, prayer strengthens you against temptation. Amen. And number six, pray because you are willing. How many are spiritually you are willing to serve God for the rest of your life? Raise your hand if you are willing to serve. I know. How many are willing to pay your tithes forever and ever? How many want to give God a lot of money? How many want to pray forever and ever and be in the house of uh, that's what the spirit is willing? But is that what you do practically? No. Because the spirit the spirit is willing. I, I mean, you think about it that a person who has such a heart, you don't do what your heart wants. It's very serious. Huh? It's very serious. Your heart is in the thing, but you don't do it. What you really want to do, you don't do. That's why you must pray. Because the spirit or the heart is already determined to serve God. You are determined to serve God. There's no question about it. So better start praying so that that willing spirit will have a chance to express himself and serve God from the bottom of the heart. Amen. And finally, pray. Because your flesh is weak. And your flesh will cause you problems. Amen. Now, the flesh, the flesh is made up of two parts. The flesh is made up of the invisible forces. You get it. That occupy and influence things. And number two, it is made up of the things that you can actually feel. You see, that are a little more tangible. These are the two parts of the flesh. Amen. Now, the invisible parts of the flesh are things like jealousy, envy. You get it? Wickedness, hatred. You understand? They are inside and it affects women a bit more. Do you get it? Now, Jesus Christ was tried by two groups of people. He was tried by the Jews, the pastors. And the Bible says that they handed him over in Mark chapter 4, this same chapter, because of envy. The Bible says Pilate knew that because of envy. So you can see that Envy was the reason why the Jews were now mistreating Jesus. So your flesh is full of envy. How many realize that sometimes you are jealous? I think I'm also jealous sometimes. It occurs to me. You know, if you don't accept all these things, you realize that you are going further into it. 
the more you try to pretend you are like God, the more like Satan you become. Did you hear me? I said, the more you pretend that you are God or you are like God, the more like Satan you become. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They wanted to be God. And they became more like the devil at the end of the day. Stop pretending that you are God or you are anything special. Because you are not. Now the second group of people who tried and mistreated Jesus were the soldiers. They were the ones who beat him, put a crown of thorns, and they did that out of the physical. They were like animals. They just did anything that occurred to them. They saw a man, they don't even know the issues at stake. They just started beating him. You don't know anything. You just move. When you see a weak person, you just beat him more. That's the flesh. You see, and so these two sides, the invisible forces and streams like envy, jealousy, and so, and the physical forces like sex, wicked, I mean, physical eating, fighting, those, they are the two forces of the flesh which are in you. Yeah, some of us, if we get the chance, the things that we would do. Huh. That's why you see countries where there are war, people are always surprised at what people do. When they kill people, they cut off their arms. It's something in the flesh. The human nature is falling. Wickedness comes into us. And that is what we were all afraid of during the election. That this is what's going to happen. Every The flesh will come out. In, in Achimota school some years ago, there was a light where the lights went out. And all the boys rushed and raped all the girls. We call it rape night. <laughs> So you see that that is in us the animal behavior. Brute Bible says these like brute beasts. Have you seen that scripture before in Jude and Peter? These like brute beasts. There's a beast part of us. That beast part is the part that when you pray, eh? that weak beastly part is somehow controlled. Even fasting cannot control it. How many of you have fasted and immediately after the fast you went to fall into sin? Raise up your hand, number one. Hey, you won't raise your hand. Okay. Sometimes in the fast. The fast has it ended, but you have started sinning. Mercy. What is the first reason why you, this is the most important prayer in your life. Number one is what? God can do anything. So you better pray because it's a prayer of possibility. Amen. Number two is what? There is a cup of suffering and difficulty that you will drink in this life. Number three is what? To ensure that God's will is what will happen in your life. And not what? Not your will or any other will. Number four. To be able to stay in the presence of God for at least one hour. Number five. In case, should in case, should in case you enter, you would have done what? You've prayed. Lord will strengthen you. Amen. And number six, because your spirit wants to serve God. You don't have any bad intentions. Amen. You don't have any bad intentions. Okay. Number seven, because the flesh is weak. How many realize that your flesh is weak? 
How many of you realize if you leave your, your flesh, you become a sex machine? Raise your hand if you realize. You become an alcoholic machine. You become a killing machine. You become any kind of machine. You wonder. Forgive. But through the prayers of God, you are under self-control today. By the grace of God. May you pray this prayer more than any other prayer. Lie in the presence of God and forget about what you need. Forget about your will. Forget about anything. Say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Not my will, but let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's close. All right. Father, we thank you for your blessing, the opportunity you've given to us to pray. We give you thanks and we give you praise. You lift up your hand and ask God for the strength and the grace. Father, thank you so much. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for the great blessing and privilege to pray. To pray not for our will, but for thy will to be done. To be committed to you and to your will. To survive sufferings and every cup that you give to us to drink. That we may, Lord, find you the God of all possibilities. And follow you and serve you truly with gladness for all things. We thank you in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed. You are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to be born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to God. I don't know Jesus as my Savior, but I want to know Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. Just your right hand. Lift it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Lift it up high so I can see. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in the front here. Just, I'm coming down. Come to me. Come to me. Blessed Savior, I surrender. All right. God bless you. Now, say this prayer after me. Close your eyes and say, Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. From today, I give my heart and I give my life to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. I love you, Jesus. I belong to you, Jesus. From today, I am yours and I will serve you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.